This episode is sponsored by The Dream Exit. The Dream Exit is a private, bespoke program for successful entrepreneurs with annual revenue between $5 million and $100 million who realize that they have one chance to get their dream exit right and that the odds of realizing that dream by themselves, all alone, or at the last minute are stacked against them. In less than 90 days, we teach you how to design, build, and execute a customized dream exit playbook that gets your business ready for sale at its maximum value and gets you ready to maximize your meaning and purpose in your post-exit life, even if today you are not ready to sell. You see, dream exits just don't happen. They are the result of early professional and proven planning. So if you're an entrepreneur with annual sales between five and 100 million, and you want to learn how to 10x to 100x your chances of achieving the dream exit you deserve, go to dreamexitplaybook.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this Free Thinking Friday solo episode of the How to Happen podcast. I'm Mike, and thank you so much for joining me again. And today, well, today this is going to be a little bit of a weird episode. I guess I'm hoping that it starts out a little weird, but ends up being very valuable because it's about this thing that you probably never thought I would be talking about with you, which is the shipping container. And most of what you and I are going to talk about is from the book uh, titled The Box, which is, I'm showing you right now, The Box. Subtitle is How the Shipping Container Made the World Smaller and the World Economy Bigger. So let's start with uh, what a shipping container is. And I'm sure that all of you have been stuck at a railroad crossing and watched a very long freight train go by loaded with hundreds of shipping containers, usually two to each freight car, uh, one stacked on top of the other, maybe still attached to a chassis with wheels. So they look like a semi-trailer on the train, which they are. Uh, Or maybe you've seen a giant container ship while you were on a cruise or while you were near a beach somewhere or at a port loaded with shipping containers stacked on top of each other, like 10 high or more. They're crazy how many they can put onto a ship. And when you see them, you wonder, what's in those things, right? Well, the simple answer is that everything is in those things, especially any product that came here to the US or is going there, anywhere else in the world. It's in a shipping container almost always, but it wasn't always that way. In fact, The shipping container itself is only 70 years old, not even, it's about 70 years old. And it was first invented by and used by a trucking company owner named uh, Malcolm McLean. And the first ever shipment of containers left the port of Newark, uh, New Jersey in April of 1956 on a journey to Houston, Texas. There were 58 containers aboard that day. And that shipment that day in April 1956 changed our world more than almost any other invention or innovation ever. And I'm going to go through a couple of reasons why that's true. Some will be obvious and others perhaps not quite as obvious. So the most obvious way, of course, was in transportation. So once goods could be placed into a shipping container that were universal 
uh, uniformly sized. I mean, they're different in terms of length, but they're all the same width and height generally and can be stacked on top of each other, which was huge, but they also could be easily moved from or to any transportation vehicle. So they could move from a truck to a train, for example, or a train to a ship and vice versa. And of course, the capability for that grew over time. Um, so it didn't all happen in 1956, but it happened. Sh- all happened shortly thereafter. And once that happened, the doors were open to a cheap and uniform global economy. Without that, we wouldn't have as cheap or as uniform of a global economy system that we do. And it was such a brilliant idea and discovery that, and you know this because it has barely changed since 1956. You can buy a container from, if they're still around, from 1956, and it will look pretty much like a container or built in 2023. So just think about that. It's like perfect from the get-go kind of thing. But that was only one way that the shipping container changed things. So here are some others that may not be as obvious, right? So the shipping container so reduced the need for warehouses on waterways like rivers and channels and bays and that kind of thing that were built to hold these bulky goods, like goods that, you know, just think like clothes and cars and lawnmowers and you name it, they're not exactly easy to just store somewhere. And so these warehouses had to be close to the water so that all of these bulky goods could be delivered there and then moved onto a, uh, a ship from there. And so when the shipping container eliminated the need for that because it was loaded sort of right where the goods were made, for example, at the factory, it opened up some of the most valuable waterfront property in cities everywhere in the world. It basically led to high-end urbanization in most cities because until until the shipping container came along, all of that property was very valuable to manufacturers and to warehouses. And then when you didn't need to be near the water anymore because you had shipping containers, that land could be redeveloped and that's where the high-rise condos are, and that's where the big apartment complexes is, and that's where the fancy restaurants are, and on and on. So it dramatically changed waterfront property. It also had a huge impact on labor, of course, because it eliminated the need for the many, many, many workers who were used to uh, move previously uncontainerized goods from trucks, trains, and ships into and out of these warehouses and then back onto trucks, trains, and ships. It was a very inefficient, dangerous job, time-consuming, and costly. And so shipping container got rid of all of that. The shipping container changed the railroad and trucking industries as well. So once they were told at one time they were totally separate systems, they could now they could collaborate and work together to dramatically improve the efficiency and the cost of moving goods a long way. So using, for example, the train for the bulk of the move and then the truck for the initial uh, leg to the train and then the final leg to from the train to, to the customer. And the last dramatic input, uh, impact that I want to share with you today is on the environment. The shipping container has probably done more to reduce pollution than any other invention or system we've ever seen in history. I recently saw Elon Musk 
kind of take credit for how dramatic, uh, dramatically Tesla has changed the environment or impacted the environment. There's probably a lot to that, but I think on really, if you really uh, average it out, I think, and you look at all the things that the shipping container has done to improve trucking efficiency, shipping efficiency, and the pollution that both of those modes of transportation generate, I think it'd be pretty overwhelming that, that the shipping container has done way more than Tesla or maybe any company has done so far. So... Those are five ways that the lowly, lowly shipping container, the one that annoys you as you wait for that damn train to get through the crossing, has positively impacted your life and the life of almost everyone in the world. Wow. So thank you for joining me today. I value your time, and I hope you got some value from this episode. If you'd like to learn more about the shipping container and how it changed and is still changing the world, our world, Pick up the book, The Box, here it is, by Mark Levinson, and you can learn more there. It is a very big book that just goes to tell you how many incredible, impactful changes the shipping container is responsible for. So thank you for joining me, and until next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. And before you go, I just have three requests for you. One, if you like what I'm doing, please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you're really into it, leave me a review, write something nice about me, give me five stars or whatever you feel is most appropriate. Number two, I've got a book. It's called Ownership, How Getting Selfish Got Me Unstuck. It's an Amazon bestseller. And I'd love for you to read it or listen to it on Audible or wherever else, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you can get it everywhere. If you're looking for inspiration that will help you unlock your greatness and potential, order or download it today so that you can have your very own copy. And if you get it, please let me know what you think. Number three, my newsletter. I do a newsletter every Thursday and I talk about things that are interesting to me and or I give more information about the podcast and the podcast guests that I've had and the experiences that I've had with them. You can sign up for the podcast today at my website, which is my name, MikeMalatesta.com. You do that right now, put in your email address and you'll get the very next issue. The newsletter is short, thoughtful, and designed to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. 